Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Caroline Slater. And I'm her brother, Sean. And I'm their brother, Thomas, from another, <laughs> another dimension. Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who knew? And which, which dimension are you from? <laughs> and what did you title this minute, Caroline? I uncreatively titled it Gwen Stacy intro. Yeah, we get her flashback, and the first thing I want to touch on is her cover. I love her cover. Yeah, it's so this one uh, isn't one of her, like with some of the previous covers we've seen, they were uh, modified covers of real comics. Um, And with this one, as far as I'm aware and remember, this isn't a modified cover. Uh, It's just a cover with a lot of easter eggs like like four <laughs> i noticed with the interior pages is they repeat them a lot um it looks like they repeat the pages like three or four times i think it's just an animation trick because it's like well no one's really gonna be like able to see them that well yeah they put some work into it though because like the bubble on this one that i was trying to catch says you uh, it says, yo, did you really wear pleated khaki slacks to a rock show? Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was the one thing I didn't get a chance to do is I tried to like just Google around and see if I could find which issue that it was pulling it from because uh, in the previous ones they did pull from real issues and I like vaguely remember this stuff happening because they also have the Bodega Bandit which I think is one of my favorite villains um, <laughs> in here they also show him a bit. Um, and I was going to be like, okay, I got to just go check my comics and like quickly page through them. And, and I forgot to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> good job. yeah, I think it's, it's from um, like, it, I, if I remember correctly, I think it's, it's around the time she starts r- working for her. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> and the from like three year old comics. Um, it's around the time she starts working for, the kingpin of her universe which is matt murdoch and like she does some kind of bad things ish for him but at one point they go to a rock concert i just gotta say when you said matt murdoch i thought matt mercer the voice actor oh different matt so what were the uh what were the easter eggs on the front cover yeah so the issue number is issue 65 and she's from Earth 65. Right. Mm-hmm. I also kind of chuckled because it, she's not up to issue 65 yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's got 10 more months until she gets up to that number. See that when issue 65 comes out, this is the cover they use. Yeah. Um, and then the buy is uh, Lator, Rodriguez, and uh, Renzin, I believe is how you pronounce their names. Renzi. Renzi. But that's uh, her original creative team. Um, uh, Jason Lator and Robbie Rodriguez are generally considered the creators of her, uh, right. with Jason being the writer and Robbie being the artist. And then Rico Renzi was the colorist for uh, her stuff. And uh, you can thank Rico for the like very vibrant colors that, that her universe is in. Um, right. It's fit like it's some of my favorite, just like art style f- for a, a book. Is it's very just like 
neon and blah. Like, it's it's in a good way. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's interesting that in this, on this uh, cover, they show two different styles of her shoes because she has the other dance shoes on in the background, the ones yeah. without the the um, ribbons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think those were like are the ones that are more modeled after the the Chucks, right? Um, they kind of like use that as an in between stage, if I yeah. remember correctly. She started with the Chucks, realized she couldn't bend her foot very well, and switched it. <laughs> <laughs> Although now. Uh, no, I guess I was going to say, now, like, technically her suit's just not in the movie, but in the comics, her suit's just made of spiders. And so oh, yeah. I wonder <laughs> if she, like, makes her shoes as well, or that would be, well, I don't want to think about that, actually. I, take I that think back. you just opened a can of worms you don't want to go into. <laughs> um, spiders crawling between your toes. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> uh, and then the the last thing. Easter egg is the team up with the ultimate Spider-Man um, because Miles is from the ultimate universe. And yeah. they, I, I think when they, they kind of did the Easter egg uh, earlier in the movie, when they showed the different universes that like they connected to. And mm-hmm. this one was labeled 1610, which is the designation for the ultimate universe. Um, cause I remember having a gripe about that. Like they couldn't change the number. It doesn't match exactly. <laughs> I do remember you talking about that. Yeah. And then I also kind of have like, I'm glad they went with 65 cause it aligns towards like they pulled Gwen from that, but right. there is some issue. Like it, it doesn't exactly line up with earth 65 in the comics, but again, that's just very small gripes. <laughs> like <laughs> doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, nice little Easter eggs. Yep. Fun things, fun things. I love how her flashback begins with, besides the same line that everyone keeps using, which is, all right, let's do this one more time. Yeah. <laughs> and also running along the same pipes. Yeah. Pretty quickly. I brought yeah. that up later. But <laughs> I like how she like starts like pushing the camera like it's a music video. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I love that. She's like... <laughs> It's like a, a extreme sports live stream or something. She's like, okay. It's <laughs> like, we're going to vlog this, guys. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed was when they show the bite is that her spider is yellow. Yeah. I just, I've never noticed that it was yellow before. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Which is interesting because she doesn't use any yellow in her costume. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this spider's made up of even smaller spiders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where she gets that power from. <laughs> You've seen that video, right, where the spider's, like, in the windowsill and somebody, like, squirts it oh. with stuff and then all the little oh, baby spiders come yes, out. Yes, I have seen it. that. I hate that oh. video. <laughs> I think I've seen it completely once and then every time I like open it up again by accident immediately see it and just close it, like nope let's, no, let's not do that don't need to see no. that I need to be able to sleep tonight and the and then after the spider everybody seems to be running down the same pipe <laughs> tunnel is this is this supposed to be the collider actually now that I think about it I don't think so I think with Peters it was the collider or at least around the quarter. I don't think it is with anybody else, though. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I do love that parallel of that running sequence, though. Yeah. I like how her web is faster than a bullet for some yeah. reason. <laughs> so, 
How fast are her whips? <laughs> they shouldn't be faster than a bullet, I can say that. <laughs> yeah. If it was faster than a bullet, it definitely would have grabbed her dad that way, and he would have had two holes in him. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, like, she pulls him kind of to the side-ish. Like, yeah, it's it's a very... The the physics behind that scene are a, a little... little Comic booky. Yeah, comic book yes. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> Jeez, it's a mystery. And then in the next area, I like how in the whole movie they play with size a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, the lizard was never a huge monster, just like Goblin was. I, I don't know. If the, I, I'm not well-versed enough to know of the large Goblin that they're dealing with in the movie. But they play with that a lot. And mm-hmm. it's, like, the different sizes. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, like, in the 1610 universe, Goblin actually is this, like, giant monstrosity. Okay. Yeah, like, I think they did that even with the latest PS4 game, too. Like, Goblin is bigger. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember how much in the comics of the, like, flashback they show of, like, what size Peter is. But I seem to remember him being, like, bigger as well. But, like, it's such a great, just, like, small little they like brush over it where she's like oh i wasn't able to save him and kind of does that whole like i love the silhouette transformation of him being from lizard to, to yeah. peter and i never noticed this before but when he like rushes when she rushes to his body like he still has scales on his body yeah oh that's sad that's cool but that's sad <laughs> it's also like every time she brings it up i'm just i, I always get a little sad well, yeah. Especially because, like, in the comics, she was, you know, framed for that. And pretty much yeah. the first, what did I say she was up to 35? Oh, the first, like, I don't know, 40 issues of her was, like, trying to get away from that. Um, just being like, no, guys, I promise I didn't kill him. But, like, couldn't right. really say it. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel the need to point out the Peter and Gwen's universe is brunette. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, not a blonde. Just felt really feel the need to point that out. <laughs> yeah, and then interestingly enough about her universe, the next thing that we see is that Doc Ock is very similar to the uh, Sam Raimi's Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Like, and I was even going to point out because we've talked in uh, the minutes before this about how Liv uses like these sort of the organic-y weird arms that creep me out. And then here, these are metal arms. It's weird because it's like an, an inverse with uh, Sam Raimi since uh, Spider-Man uses the organic webs in Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi's and they have mechanical arms. And this is like the opposite. They yeah. Use mechanical webs and <laughs> organic spider web or, uh, arms. And this was the other thing that I was alluding to when I said her universe didn't exactly match up with the comics is... And hers, Dr. Octopus just has a pet octopus. <laughs> Doesn't actually have superpowers. <laughs> but, what so a uh, interesting decision there, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think he works for, like, the, the villain organization he works for is Silk. I'm just picturing this mafia-style boss petting an octopus now. <laughs> no, he's an underling. He's not the boss. Oh, uh, that's upsetting. Yeah, it's. I really like the like alternate stuff they did with her universe. Um, yeah, 
and yeah, just they... like all the changes they made with hers the small things like captain america's a, a black woman in hers all sorts of fun little stuff like that where you're like not really sure what to expect but like kind of know if you're talking about this character you get a general idea of who they are mm-hmm. and she gets oh yeah no friends yeah which i love the way that she kind of like covers up in a way and says like oh it's you know to avoid distractions and it's like girl you have trauma yeah right <laughs> that's what that is she's like so insulating herself from the yeah. world yeah i can't tell if she's in denial or just lying to cover up for like miles and i'm like i think it's it's a i mean a mix of her distractions is i also think it's just like oh she had a friend and he got killed and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to have that happen again mm-hmm. and so is always like pretty hesitant about I, that that seems like a very common trope in superheroes <laughs> is they're always hesitant to have friends because they don't want things to happen to them and they're like oh no this is my path to follow alone. by myself and it's always like bro you got plenty of friends like yo <laughs> like, yeah like that's the thing it's like that's the that's the that's the funniest part it's like i don't have any friends it's like you have a lot of friends what do you mean batman's kind of the exception um i mean he's like almost the genre definer of it of just like no friends and <laughs> keeps bringing in more and more people is he bringing it in or are they just showing up <laughs> a mix of both he keeps bringing in robins yeah okay <laughs> it's, like... <laughs> it's time to make a robin <laughs> you got me there you have a good point there <laughs> he does yeah, keep although, bringing in robins you know, i say that i think with the current robin this is probably the second longest he's had a robin oh. of the five Six. He's going to break a new record. Okay. (laughs) Back to the minute. So when it sends her through, I like how a lot of the stuff she does seems so less accidental than everybody else. Yeah. Like everybody else falls into the world. She like, like when she gets there, she doesn't fall down or anything like that. She's graceful even in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As she's like shooting through the little ball thing, she twirls around a bit and then gets into a like, you know, rocket pose. Yeah, uh, and grabs onto the light pole super smoothly and does her loop-de-loops. <laughs> There's one frame before she gets to the light pole where her body is stretched like from almost the light pole all the way off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, like, they do such a great job of, like, the way they, they play with the actors and um, or the, the characters' like dimensions. Right. Uh, and just yeah they do that and also like when she's looping around at one point she's got two sets of legs um, (laughs) as they they use that for the animation stuff Um, one thing i noticed too is they say a whole week passes and they do this cool like reverse time lapse but it only shows like a day night cycle of two days and like a third day happens as she lands now in in her defense that's while she's spinning yeah (laughs) so she spun for like three days (laughs) she must have gotten very very dizzy (laughs) and hungry she 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 used those dance moves and um did spotting that's why she's not as dizzy right yeah she just kept flipping her head around there's this great poster that's up 
I don't know if you guys stopped or looked at the posters, but there's one that's called From Dust Till Shine. Yes, uh, we talked yeah. about those in the, uh, quite a few minutes ago when we like first saw Times Square and Peter's flashback. We talked about yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, looking at it, I think there's two new ads that we see in here. The one is there's an ad for Noise Boys. Um, I saw that one. I, yes, yeah, no, we did right, see yeah. that one. Did the we old, see that one before? Yes, because that okay. is the Jersey Boys parody. Okay, we just that's didn't right. See the t- we didn't see the name of it, but I could tell by the way it's posed. I'm like, oh, that's Jersey Boys. Yeah. Then the the other one is uh, it's right below the Sony logo, which I love that Sony's still Sony. Like, <laughs> right. it's like no, we're not changing anything. We're Sony. We're not, we're Sony. <laughs> um, but uh, right below the Sony logo is a for a music album called Kissland by Abel Tesfe and it's a parody of Kissland but as two separate words and all spelled out completely by the weekend which is Abel Tesfe's stage name interesting <laughs> and the cover looks like a parody of his other album Starboy it's a similar red and yellow with like the sort of grayscale person sitting on the cover yeah i know i know know what you mean yeah and so like it it was kind of neat how they did like sort of three levels of uh, jokes in that one thing where they're like okay we're gonna take your other album use your real name and then just like parody one of your album song titles (laughs) (laughs) it was like starboy too just kind of makes me chuckle in general because i remember the first few times i hear heard that song and i still kind of hear it when i listen to it I always thought he was saying Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what is, what? <laughs> I still hear it every now and again. I'm like, now I know what he's singing. <laughs> and it makes yeah, a lot I more like, sense. I had heard it a bit before. And then as I was taking notes for this, I was like, let's put this on again to see what it like. I hadn't realized I had heard it before. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like um, featuring Daft Punk or something along with Daft Punk. I'm like, I like them. Let's listen to this. And I was like, oh, I've heard this song before. I know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> and the other new ad was One Small Step. Uh, and I, I, I think it's the Tony winning new musical, but I can't tell what the... It looks too long to say Tony, but it's a musical about the moon landing. I like the Seth Rogen on a horse. That one still makes me laugh <laughs> for like no reason except that it's Seth Rogen on a horse. As she's flying in um, when she's still covered in the blue stuff. Yeah, she does the same arm snap that Miles is gonna do in that fall as well. Yeah, where she throws her arms back and and like powers into it. Yeah, it's like the same move that Miles does. And that I guess it foreshadows when uh, her and Peter are standing next to each other, and they say something along like at the very end in the final battle, they're like, "Oh, did you? Teach we did a that? good job." Yeah. And they're like, we did a good job. Like they kind of congratulate each other. And like, at first I was like, what, what did she really do? But then as we're going through this, I'm like, Oh, he, he got that from her and he got that from her. And yeah. he got that from her. <laughs> she almost has a perfect landing too, but like she does a bear, like a, a tuck and roll and then just doesn't quite make it up to, to yeah. standing position. Yeah, before. She's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. But you know, I, she she was just spinning for multiple days, <laughs> so she's allowed to be a little bit dizzy. I like the texture that they put into her pants, into the bottom part of her outfit. 
Yeah. There's like a scale-like texture to it. It looks very armor-like to me. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that, or like wet too. Oh. Uh, Maybe mm. coming through the, the dimensional portal and a little time travel causes you to get a little wet. <laughs> there is a portion when she's in that little like thing that she does like a dolphin kick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To like straighten herself out. And, and rearrange it. Um, currently in the comics, she's traveling between dimensions to go to college. <laughs> One of the things that Peter's like, oh, yeah, make sure you eat like, you know, uh, drink lots of water and like eat crackers and stuff because it, it really dehydrates you. And you need to keep that water like, you know, keep your water levels up. That's probably why you're hungry because you're also not eating enough for your spiders because <laughs> you know her suit and clothing is all made out of spiders like she's yeah she, she's she hosts the symbiote as well um like the the venom symbiote and oh. she and she like came to terms with it and like she's just like bros with it now <laughs> um so yeah she's probably you know just all sorts of like hungry and disoriented and the last thing i have for this minute is we see the blackout like rush through the city it makes me think like this is the earthquake that was referenced earlier uh in the movie when miles is talking to his uh brooklyn middle friends yeah yeah it's definitely what i think it's definitely what Mm -hmm. he's referencing like she somehow pulled it a week behind or something like that yeah Mm-hmm. it's basically when she showed up because she says i've been here for a week and she has to go to the school and stuff like that still Which, so. like she did a lot to get into that school within a week right <laughs> or she just showed up like i i have a theory that she just like showed up like she sits down in class yeah she at least got that uniform fast yeah we can talk about that when we see her next minute okay <laughs> do you have anything else for this minute I do not. Me either. I will jump in and talk about the woman of the hour, Gwen Stacy, uh, her voice actress. Um, and it's she's voiced by Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. who started her career in 2008-ish when she was 10 years old. She, she debuted in a short film titled uh, Heather, A Fairy Tale. And then she had her breakthrough role in True Grit. When she was thirteen, That's in twenty ten, right. she was in the True Grit remake. I forgot about that. And she won like, she, she won fourteen awards for her like for being you know best supporting actress for that, and then nominated for another eleven, so a total of twenty five. Holy cow! Jeez, it makes me want to go back and watch that movie now. I've heard really good things about that remake. I've heard good things about both versions, but I've heard the remake is really good. I really like her as an actress um, in mm-hmm. the things I've seen her in. I know her from Pitch Perfect. That's what <laughs> I know. Actually, Ender's Game, I saw. I, I remember her in Ender's Game as well. But I didn't realize that was her. Like, I, I watched Ender's Game and I enjoyed it. I thought it was an adequate book adaption. Right. It would have had to have been six movies or something like that <laughs> to get it right. And it's because, like, that whole Ender's Game and ender shadow is probably my favorite book series of all time and mm. so like there was no way they were going to be able to make like an adaption that i was 100 percent satisfied with right but she plays uh petra Ar- arkanen in ender's game and i like 
watched that so long ago, forgot who she was, probably looked her up a couple times before that, be like, oh yeah, I like her. <laughs> and then I was going back and through, I'm like, I don't remember her in that. And then I looked her up, like, oh yeah, I totally remember her in that now. <laughs> and I remember really li- liking her, because like, Bean's probably my favorite character from that series, but then Petra's definitely my second favorite. Right. Um, I just enjoy a lot of the stuff they do with her. And yeah, Pitch Perfect 2, I'm pretty sure I've seen 2. I don't think I've seen Pitch Perfect 3. I have not seen Pitch Perfect 3. I have. (laughs) Oh, that was a defeated I have. (laughs) I feel like that's not a I've seen it once, that's I've seen it on repeat multiple times kind of I have. (laughs) I like Acapella, what can I say? Yeah. And then right before Spider-Verse, she did the best Transformers movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she was in a Transformers movie? I have not seen any of the Transformers movies. She's, she's in the only good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was on the fence about watching it. And then when I saw that it was her, I was like, okay, I'll give this one a shot. And then immediately was like, oh yeah, that's I really liked her in that. Uh, <laughs> she's currently playing Emily Dickinson in an Amazon show, which I kind of want to like, or no, it's an Apple TV show. The other big role she had was in edge of 17 from 2016 um i'm not familiar with it i don't really know anything about it but she was nominated and won some awards for that one as well and because of her role in pitch perfect 2 she was able to spin that into a music career Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. where she does some pop dance pop and art slash r&b um and she's released one ep and 15 singles Eight of which she was the lead in seven. Dang. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard some of her music. It's not like totally my style, but it's, it's good. It's good music. It's just not my style. Yeah. I have not heard it other than the Pitch Perfect stuff. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I listened to her on the one uh, when, when it was like, she was on Pitch Perfect too. I pulled up the song that she was in. And I was like, mm, okay, I don't remember this, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> she does a good job. Yeah. Sounds legit. She is quite the chameleon in a way. Like she did yeah. a really good job at like finding some diverse things, and she knows how to blend into them. Every time I watch this movie, I I don't hear Haley. I don't hear her. Right. And even like watching her in live action stuff, like I look at her and like in stills, I'm like, oh yeah, I recognize her. Yeah. But then when she's doing the acting, um, <laughs> I don't. I'm like, okay, that's somebody else mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And they they never really like do much like to change her face at all either. Yeah, like it's still her face, but it's just she's just that good. Like she really does slip into characters very well. Yeah, I like I like her. <laughs> two thumbs up from this podcast. Do <laughs> <laughs> we all give her two thumbs up? We do. Six thumbs up from this podcast. <laughs> Was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? Not for this minute. Nope. Well then, thank you for joining us. Tune in on. Friday, where you can hear about the rest of her flashback and some Kingpin stuff. Where can people find you? So my current project is Crit Stormcast. Uh, it's a podcast where we play D&D, and uh, it's been very exciting, very fun. We're about 22 episodes in right now, and we just added another cast member, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, if you like D&D and you like uh, good storytelling, 
good collaborative storytelling, uh, check it out. Crit Stormcast on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. And then uh, you can find us on iTunes and everywhere else you get podcasts. Yeah, and we'll have all that stuff in the show notes as well. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.